welcome to an electric episode of yeah. The Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am uncoordinated and no, no dance moves, <laughs> <laughs> but I have lost 145 pounds and with me today is... Donald Weigel, equally or perhaps even more uncoordinated and knows even fewer dance moves. Uh, I have lost, though, about 100 pounds. I know. I wish when we went to weddings, when people went to weddings, people don't do that now, but yeah, when they not right did... Now. We would go to weddings, and then a dance would come on. Like, the electric slide would come oh on. Oh, my goodness. The we, cha-cha. We went to this one wedding in particular, and I don't know where I was. I uh, apparently uh, live under a, a bushel basket or something <laughs> and was not aware of the electric slide. And the electric slide came on, the song came on, and... Everyone at the wedding knew. Everybody that, got on the dance like, floor. They all got out there and they knew how to do it. And it felt like being in a musical, except that nobody told me I was in a musical. And like they had all practiced and learned all of the moves. And I had no idea what was happening. I don't know if it happens in sororities or like just parties that we're not invited to where everyone yeah. learns the dance because everybody was like, oh my God, it's happening. Let's get out there and do it. And Donald and I just stood there, uh, probably also went to the snack table at the time. Yeah. Uh, lots of snacks. I remember, remember we went to one and there was like a chocolate fountain with pound cake. That's why I go to <laughs> why weddings. Why are you talking sexy about food on a weight loss <laughs> because podcast? Because that's what we used to do. We yeah, were too busy uh, electric sliding over to the buffet. Well, instead. I, used to, I used to go out to very dark clubs and and attempt to dance to ministry. So <laughs> that's I, true. The Donald electric was slide goth. was not really like my thing. Donald was goth. I don't know if you know that about Donald. He used to be goth. I used to be kind of a grunge punk uh, combination. So those weren't the cool dances that we did. No. Uh, we were in the moshing pits. No, being a severely overweight goth is not a great look either, <laughs> by the way. So I bet at this point you're asking yourself, why are they talking about the electric slide? Uh, well, we're going to talk I'm about it. I'm asking myself why we're talking about it, too. <laughs> we are talking about the electric backslide, everybody. Oh, Everyone knows see what we did there? those dance moves. The uh, the ways that we uh, backslide into bad habits. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we are going to talk about, uh, we've heard uh, from a lot of people right now who are struggling. They've had some success. And because of this time of uh, COVID and quarantine and changing lifestyles, a lot of people have had some uh, issues with weight regain and slipping from their habits. And we thought it would be a good opportunity to uh, to talk about that and how to stay on track and get back on track. Yeah. And so we don't know any moves, including we don't know the hustle. We don't know the electric slide. We no. don't know the cha-cha. The good thing about the cha-cha thing is that it actually just tells you the song yeah, is the like, cha-cha slide, walk yeah. over there, yeah. walk over there, yeah. two snacks this time to yeah Three jump around jump around jump up jump up and get See, down i like i like, I like songs that tell you like how to do stuff like, yeah like yeah. the electric slide they, they everybody just gets out there and they know what's happening and we don't know what's happening we're yeah. gonna give you like i want to rock down to electric avenue and then take it higher yeah, See, I, those are clear now. concise instructions oh. you're gonna rock down you're gonna turn left <laughs> at the exxon station and you're gonna rock down to electric avenue and then you're gonna meet some electric youth perhaps probably i like it too because jumping up and jumping up and then 
get up, get up, and get down. Yeah. Like, getting up and getting down are basically the same thing. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, no. And and we all, like, kind of know how to do those things. Yeah. No, yeah, whereas I, this electric slide business is, No, we're like, not we're not for it. We're against it. But yeah. we don't know dance moves, but we do know weight loss and mindset moves. Yeah. So, in all honesty, we have yeah. all had setbacks, and you might have found yourself saying something like, you're you're really not sure why. Like, for some reason, everything just seems different now. What used to seem easy now seems like a chore. You've lost your focus. You're not motivated. Life seems to be working against you. And in many- If you're just shouting to the heavens, 2020! Ah! Ah! Um, as though magically, like, at the turn of- like January 2021, yeah. it's all just going to be over. Yeah, it was 2020. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but you might have started gaining weight. And we have had setbacks in the past too. And even during uh, 2020, and we've had to adjust to them. And if you are just sort of generically saying, I don't know why everything just kind of seems hard right now. You know, I'd lost a bunch of weight and I've put on weight and you're feeling really defeated. The goal of this episode, and I think we're actually, because we make so many snarky asides, yeah. uh, because of that, I think we're going to break this into two episodes. But we have come up with a list of maybe five different categories of why you might be in the backslide. <laughs> <laughs> See, if it, wow, if that was the, that fun... was like the mouth hustle. <laughs> <laughs> I spent forty years doing the mouth hustle. <laughs> wow, um, it was fun. I'm like the Bobby. What is it, Bobby Farron? Sure, Bobby McFerrin. Bobby yeah. McFerrin. Yeah, don't worry, be happy. Yeah, that's uh, all. That, that's all you have to do. Don't worry, be happy. Yeah, everybody just you don't know my beatbox skills. Yeah, I seriously was looking. I, I feel like we're way off track Dude, right it's now. Fine. But everyone was, is getting their money's worth. I was looking for some uh, actual scientific articles about getting back on track when you've gained weight, and there was one that the suggestions were like: instead of cookies, reach for a bowl of strawberries. Yeah, be chill. It's that's <laughs> it's that. Eat. Yeah, just chill out yeah it was that easy oh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> so in case you're wondering we have a lot to say about this uh as Catherine said uh this is going to be a two-parter about uh backsliding getting back on track staying on track and the first part of that is to figure out what brand of yep. backslide you're in yeah there are categories and if you can think of any other categories let us know but the the first one uh is you're in a new season with new demands so as we go through this list just kind of consider what might apply to you so new season with new demands you're in some sort of emotional distress you have physical barriers that have changed you are slacking or shifting your priorities kind of in a breaking bad style or you're coming in hot, you have unsustainable or temporary goals. So, yes. so think about in, in those five, what might apply to you. In this episode, we're going to cover a new season with new demands and emotional distress. And then we are going to save episode two uh, for, or part two for the category. For the other three. Uh, physical barriers, 
slacking or shifting priorities and unsustainable or temporary. So you get to hear us talk about it this week and you have us talking about it next week. We to need look to come up to. with more dancing jokes for next week. I know. We, I think we like use them Promenade. all. Promenade. <laughs> Bow oh, to your yeah. partner. Oh, like, uh, like what's the one where like Simon says, like, uh, put your left foot in, put oh, your right foot out. Pokey. The hokey pokey. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So many dances. Shake it all about. Oh, this is going to be so fun for you yeah, guys. Yeah, the, the funky chicken we didn't talk about <laughs> there's reasons there are certain dances we don't talk about forbidden yeah. dances <laughs> oh my goodness yeah we got a lot we got a lot let's save it for the next one okay so new seasons. everybody get very serious so category number one are new seasons with new demands uh we are on the uh, in the northern hemisphere we're experiencing a bit of sweater weather yeah but seasons can be uh based on what society tells us or it can be based on actual changes in our circumstances. I like how sweater weather is like under 70 degrees. Oh my gosh. Totally. <laughs> By the way. I, uh, yeah, living in Los Angeles, uh, I wear a sweater until about 8 a.m. And then uh, as as I can look at the weather channel and it tells me it's going to be 100 degrees on Tuesday, sweater's coming off early in the morning. But, yeah. But there I, are- I'm still all shorts all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are different seasons, and I think we can all agree that 2020 has brought seasons that have been unexpected in many ways. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I was uh, unemployed at the beginning of 2020, which is usual in my line of work in the entertainment field, uh, but I was not expecting to be unemployed for seven months. Um, but I managed to, thankfully, I, I had my habits in place and I managed to use my habits and use that, that free time, so to speak, to actually get into better shape. I was adding, uh, I added more weight training. I was doing stairs and all of that. And then a couple of months ago, a new season happened and I went back to work and I was suddenly thrust into working 12 to 14 hour days, five days a week again, and under a lot of stress, and I had to readjust that. And I haven't done my strength training, I haven't been doing my stairs, but what I was able to do was fall back on the habits of focusing on my food, and I can do things like take, uh, you know, our office is on the third floor of the building I'm in, I can take the stairs in that building instead of the elevator and still maintain, and I've managed to maintain by shifting my priorities based on the new season. Fantastic. Uh, I've also had to adjust my habits. Our daughter is uh, schooling from home. Uh, what seemed like six and a half months ago is a temporary, just we're just going to hang on there until we're all back to school in a month. And now suddenly yeah. it's six and a half months later. And yeah, when, when she first stayed home, they were talking about it like it might be a week or two. And it's been months. Yeah, I don't think she's uh, seen another human child. <laughs> no, except uh, on Zoom. Yeah. But like, in this year, the new normal, it's not normal, but it sure is still feeling kind of new. And our expectations can be different of ourselves. I think at first I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just hang on and white knuckle until this is over. And we don't know when this new normal is going to be over. Um, 
you might find yourself saying, when it is over, then I'll get back to my habits, just kind of kicking the can down the road. And because we don't know when or if or what that's going to look like, it is incumbent upon us to look at our current resources and figure out what we can work with. And like I said, there, there are a number of other categories that we're going to go through. But in this new normal, I think it's okay to really look at the idea of like, this might not be the time to lose weight. Right. We we have people in Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place. Some people are single. Some people are married without kids. Some people have kids who are pregnant. We're all looking at this and experiencing this in different ways. Some people are thriving. Some people are focused and others are just holding on. And if you are out there thinking that you are doing this new normal, this 2020 year wrong, please don't look at it that way. Please look at it as you are, your experience is valid, your struggles are valid, and just looking at your surroundings and deciding what you are ready to take on matters. And this might not be a year of weight loss. This might be a year, this might be a season of just holding on to some basic habits while you negotiate the rest of your life. Yeah, maintaining is a victory as well. Um, you don't have to constantly be losing when your life does not allow for it. And, you know, I could really look at it as a setback. I'm not hitting my 20,000 steps every day these days. I'm not hitting my floor goal. Um, but I am able to stick to my calorie goal and I'm able to adjust that to make sure that I'm not gaining weight. And, you know, even though I'm not in as good a shape as I was three months ago, I still have to look at that as a victory and it's okay. And it's okay not to be super hard on myself about the whole thing either. It's okay to give myself some grace and know that, that I am doing the best that I can and that it's okay that I'm not in that shape that I was a few months ago. Well, and we're going to get into this in the next category that we're going into, but I think we hold ourselves, and I know I do this, there's a societal pressure to act like everything is normal. Everything looks normal. Like, yeah. You know, it, it, oh, it's just a day. It's fine. But then you think of all of the new challenges that we're faced with, the emotional toll of of the circumstances, the political climate, the social climate, like, and the actual sweater weather climate. Yeah. There are so many different things attacking our emotions right now and deciding what we want to focus on, how we can simplify really does matter because we do have to prioritize. And we'll talk about this in the next category. Um, we do have to prioritize how we spend our time and our energy and our focus. Um, I too have had to reduce my step count goal. I've had to sort of, you know, keep looking at my daily habits at home and the pressures that I put on myself and decide kind of what the the minimums are that I can put in place. I actually realized, and this is our podcast, I can say whatever I want. Um, <laughs> I was treating myself to a sweet in the afternoon after lunch. And oh, yeah. it's only 90 calories, Donald. It's mm, yeah. not a big deal. I deserve a break today. Oh, boy. Uh, but the the thing was, the 90 calories was leading to an extra three or 400 calories of snacks. Yeah. Because the sweet triggered more snacky behavior. Um, I am on day five. I know I have a podcast and I'm like five days in. Yeah, do. Yeah. Of abstaining from my afternoon snack, my afternoon sweet. And I have replaced that habit with having a, a sparkling, refreshing beverage. 
I have totally had enough calories in the evening to get through and have a really big sweet at night just because I've switched up my daytime habit of not having that sweet. And it feels really basic and really small, but it has made a difference. So even in the season of maintenance for us, it's not a monumental change, but for me, just changing that small habit, that kind of source habit has changed the trajectory and the stress and the white knuckling of the rest of the day. Um, so that's the season I'm in. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, realizing that just because something isn't optimal doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it at all. If you can do at least part of what your optimal behavior would be, that is still a victory and that is still something. Something is still better than nothing. Yeah, like one we is more than none. We oftentimes say, if I can't give it my full effort, like if I can't run for 30 minutes, then why should I do it at all? Right. You know what? Run for five minutes. Yeah. Like five minute run is better than nothing or five minutes of exercise. If you can't do your yoga, sit down and just breathe for a minute, you know, do something. What? Catherine was talking about the sweet situation. I found out the hard way one day this week. I got caught at work. I was at work at 7.30 a.m. and was still there at almost 9 p.m. And I got caught without enough of my sort of, I don't want to say healthy food, but my sort of like real food, like pre-snack food. And once I have that first snack, it is really hard yeah. to to stop that snack. And my rule typically is that I only eat that snack when I know bedtime is in sight, but bedtime was not in sight. And, you know, I was hungry. All there were were snacks in the kitchen at work. And I reminded myself that I have to prepare for those things when I go in. And so I brought more actual hearty dinner type food uh, with me the next time and did not fall into that trap the next day. Well, and I think that we can pout about not being able to do optimal, like you said, like, if I can't do that, I'm just not going to do anything. And, you know, forget this year, let's start in January, then I'll get back to it. It is always the right time to make a choice that you can be proud of. And we can be victims to the year 2020. We can be, you know, a statistic, or we can look at our environment and adjust. And just like I said, maintaining is totally great. It's, it is a success. Oh my goodness. It's such a victory. If, like all of those years, you know, I spent not maintaining. If I had just maintained, I never would have gotten to my heaviest weight. Well, and I ignored, like, I just put the scale away and then revenge ate. Yeah. Like for decades, yeah. actual decades. For sure. Because I was waiting for things to slow down. And never in the history of slowdown has anything ever slowed down because something else is going to get in the way. So now on to sort of a more serious topic about why you might have had a backslide, which is emotional distress. Yeah. Um, as someone who manages a little bit of anxiety, uh, just normal day-to-day -day anxiety, and actual depression, um, um, this year has presented many more opportunities for actual stress. Um, there can be family and work stress. Again, COVID, politics, being safer at home, all on top of our normal stresses. Many of us are managing either kids being at home, not being able to travel, yeah. displacement in so many different ways when we go out of the house. Um, 
There are very different ideas about safer at home and not. And all of that takes an emotional toll on us above just the season. If you are struggling emotionally right now, if you are feeling like you just cannot even think about your weight, don't. Yeah. Like it is okay if you need permission to step back and just focus on your baseline needs, please do that. I know we had an episode uh, on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If your basic needs, food, shelter, emotional wellness are being compromised right now, I know many people have um, extra need kids or families who might be in greater distress. If right now just being like, oh, well, I'm going to walk up the stairs instead of taking the elevator, if that seems super, (laughs) I'm not adding you, but like, you know, for me being like, I just skip my where there's, you know, candy in the afternoon and lickety split, my life is better. Yeah. If you are just, just reach for a bowl of strawberries instead reach. of cookies, it's, it's that easy. It's as simple as that. If you are in a real place of emotional struggle right now, please know that we see you. We are speaking from a place of privilege right now. We are both employed in the hierarchy of needs. We're probably up there in the middle to top part of that right now. If you are at the very bottom, please know that we understand and we hope that you can find ways to manage that baseline so that you can get to the point where you can start thinking about your health and wellness goals. Um, I uh, I follow on Instagram uh, some various comic strip artists uh, who do, you know, short little comics. And I saw a good one the other day where there were two dinosaurs standing and one dinosaur says, I'm depressed. And the other dinosaur says, what do you have to be depressed about? And the first dinosaur says, that's not how depression works. And also everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is true. Um, but I found an article on Psych Central by uh, Rick Newart, PhD. Sounds like I'm going to link to it in the show sounds notes. Sounds like you are. Um, I like to talk about other people and their ideas. But And I know that this was a big issue for me. Um, I spent decades thinking that I needed food and exercise to manage my weight. Turns out, most of my issue was emotional. Oh my and goodness, yes. He he uh, cited a study that said that only one in 10 people think that emotions are part of weight loss um, and that psychological well-being has very little to do, 10%, to do with your actual overall wellness. And yeah, people just think like it's just about going through the motions of doing a diet and exercise plan and they don't work on the emotions yeah. of of what the root causes are for why and that for me has been such a huge revelation and the reason that I've been able to keep the weight off now for close to three years. And two, I think that we really don't think about the emotional toll that all of this plays on us. And if if you're a person who struggles with um, anxiety disorder or depression, and you're trying to maintain all of these expectations that are beyond your reach right now, it can feel like something is wrong with you. And there is nothing wrong with you, but you it would be beneficial to try to find resources and workarounds to help you um, really navigate 
and thrive in this situation and feel like you're not so alone. So someone in Walt Place, actually, let's call her Sarah, posted an article uh, that Donald will link to about uh, the author Nora Roberts talking about glass versus plastic. So we often talk about juggling balls in life. Like, oh, you just got to juggle the balls and they all bounce back. Fun fact, I actually did used to juggle a long time ago. He did. He's mine, ladies. I was in a juggling club at high school and we ended up uh, juggling in an opera in downtown Trenton, New Jersey. Whoa, he's all mine, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Hands off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, super cool, the juggling club. It was really popular with the ladies. I just... I just fell for you. I just couldn't help myself. No, you really enjoyed. I want uh, more and more information about all the cool stuff you used to do. Jugglers who can't dance. (laughs) That was your category. It was. You just fit right into my... (laughs) (laughs) I'm your type. You dated so many jugglers before me. Yeah, that's right. Um... So Nora Roberts talked about juggling uh, balls, but that we often think about it as just, you know, like, oh, a plastic ball just bounces back. But in life, there are glass balls and there are plastic balls. And there are certain things in life that we can not drop. And depending on the season, depending on our life circumstances, that could be different for everyone. Um, If you've got, you know, a, a basic necessity is very different than it would be nice to. Yeah. Basic necessities are food, shelter, electricity, clean underwear, just eating some kind of food. Those are the necessities. Making your- Is clean underwear a necessity? Because yes. I might need to pause the podcast and oh go gosh, do something. Says, Why don't you go juggle something? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like cleaning up toys- Making homemade food from scratch, meal planning, you know, volunteer opportunities, putting out holiday decorations. There are would be nice to do things, but making my bed is not a critical activity. No. And sometimes lowering your expectation of yourself might be something that you have to do in order to get by right now. If you're used to putting out A plus work and that's the standard you have set for yourself, this might be the season to get by with sea work. Like our yeah. our refrigerator is chocked full of frozen food right now. I may or may not have given macaroni and cheese to our daughter for dinner with frozen corn niblets. <laughs> uh, you know, frozen the most- corn counts as a vegetable, it, and so does ketchup, and so does ketchup. But I am at a point right now where frozen food is food and she eats it and she's not making Yelp reviews about how she didn't get, (laughs) you know, like kohlrabi or whatever. Like if you're in a position where making homemade food is too much, go for the frozen. There is no judgment. I used to be, you know, our, our physician, uh, used to tell us, you know, two hours maximum per day of electronics for your kids. Yeah. Our daughter is plugged into the matrix all day, all the day long. And I feel really great if I get her to go, you know, on a 15 minute walk with us. I feel like I am acing parenthood right now. My standards are considerably lower. The number of times I shower a week is considerably lower. Donald, Mr. Fancy Pants, goes to work every day, takes showers all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am not. Captain Shower. Captain Shower. (laughs) So, lowering your standards for yourself. I know a lot of people say, I can't let go of anything. 
I have to get it all done. But really, if we look at that circle of control uh, that we've talked about in the past, there are certain things that we can divest ourselves of. I'm stocking up on frozen food. I'm getting some healthy-ish takeout that I know I can control my portions with. I'm getting pre-made chicken, pre-made meatloaf. Like those are my get-by foods. At some point in the future, I might go back to making uh, homemade food. But right now, that is all I can manage. Yeah, learning that nothing is really forever, that there's no, you know, you're not married to a particular decision. Well, except for the except person for you're me. married to. Yeah. Um, but you're not married to a, a plan or to a, a particular phase of your life. Like things change and you go through different cycles and you can tell yourself this isn't forever. Just like, you know, getting 30,000 steps every day earlier this year and, and always getting 50 floors and having easy access to all of my food where I didn't have to pre-plan my meals for the day. That was a temporary yeah. situation. Just like right now when I'm having to pre-plan and pack all of the food I'm going to eat for the whole day and be prepared for, you know, staying extra late um, and not hitting my step goal every day um, is not also going to be permanent. It's just a phase of my life. And I know that the emotional stress that I'm going through now will not last forever either. Well, and I think I can't remember if we did it on uh, Walt Place or on the podcast, but I talked about the idea of triage. You know, if you go into an emergency room, you're just trying to stop the bleeding. You're trying to just right. get stabilized so that you can focus on the bigger picture. If right now you have to reduce your minimums way below what you thought you needed to do, it is okay. It is a season of your life. And once you get stabilized, you can start looking at the bigger picture. I know, um, you know, if you are managing emotional distress, figure out who you can talk to. There are online resources like Talkspace for finding online uh, therapists and psychologists. Find out what people in your life you can call upon. I know for me, I am, uh, I'm a do-it-yourselfer, get it all done, don't let anybody know that you're struggling kind of person. It is very hard for me to be vulnerable and ask for help, especially if you're someone who's been let down by others around you in the yeah. past. It can feel very vulnerable to ask for help and not get it. But look into your community, your local online community. If you're part of a church or community group, reach out to a trusted member of your fellowship and reach out for help. People are out there who want to help, who want to support, and maybe they don't have the resources. Uh, I actually, someone this week reached out to me uh, offering some assistance, and it wasn't the kind of assistance that I need. I needed, but it, it felt at one point vulnerable, but also really nice to yeah. know that someone was like, hey, can I help you in this way? And it can feel when you're used to doing things on your own, it can feel judgmental or like, wow, they don't think I've got it under control. But it's so important to let people into your life and to, to kind of open your hands and say, yes, I need help to the right people. There might not be there might be people in your life who are not available to you. And that's okay, too. But it's okay to sort of call in your emotional creditors. Yeah, for sure. You know, like if you are struggling financially, you can call your credit card company and say, hey, how can I reduce my minimums and how can we work together? It is incredible 
what you might be able to find if you actually open yourself up to people, if you cut back on your volunteer opportunities, if you if you let people know, hey, I know I said I'd get this to you in a week, but it's going to take two weeks. It's amazing what can happen when you're just honest with people and announce your limitations because people want you to succeed. People want you to, uh, they want to know what's going on so that they can accommodate their expectations, but really be in a position where you're, you can even just talk to yourself and pull back from those expectations, recognize that your emotional health matters more than the number on the scale. And, you know, there are online support groups like ours, too. I feel a little weird uh, going into kind of a commercial for Walt Place, but if you don't have anybody in your actual personal life that you can reach out to, uh, there are support groups like We Only Look Thin Place that you can join. Um, it doesn't have to be ours. Uh, there are others out there. But if you're looking for people who are going through the same struggles as you that can provide you with some emotional support, those kinds of groups are out there. Um, and, uh, we do have one of them ourselves. Yeah. And I think too, there are times in your life and this has been critical for me is knowing that sometimes just announcing your shame or your disappointment or your struggle helps. It's not about finding people to fix your problems. Sometimes it's just about being able to say them out loud because it takes the shame away. I know for me when I'm struggling or if I'm you know, managing secret eating or about of bulimia. If I can just say it out loud to someone who is non-judgmental, it it takes away that shame and that burden for me. If I'm up on the scale, being able to just talk about it instead of feeling shame about it to the right people, because there are people out there who you say like, oh gosh, I'm up on the scale 10 pounds. And they'll say, well, just eat some strawberries. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, exactly. that's what I did. And I lost 50 pounds. Yeah. Must be nice, Roger. Uh, but being able to <laughs> – Roger's the default yeah, uh, call jerk back, baloney. Yeah, call back to Roger the jerk. Yeah. So it is okay to honor your emotional state and to pull back a little bit and to ask for adjust- adjustments and accommodations. Um, we don't have all the answers, but please look for resources in your community um, with your HR department or just, you know, with, with trusted uh, companions to find ways to get past your emotional distress. Ask less of yourself. Be okay with pulling back and realizing that we are living through a point in history that has not you know, happened in a hundred years. These are things that are going to be written about in history books or online history books, whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. Understand that lowering your expectations of yourself can actually help yourself achieve more because you're not living up to an unrealistic standard. Setbacks happen to all of us. They manifest in different ways and they have differing results. Even, you know, gaining five pounds over the course of the year is better than just saying, forget it. I'll wait until the, you know, 2022 Olympics. Right. And right. then I'll get back to my goals. If you can manage triage, if you can manage just holding steady, 
instead of gaining another 50 pounds, another 100 pounds, which I have done in the past. Yeah. Like I have gone years without addressing my issues, without addressing my boundaries, without just getting in five minutes of walking. Like I said, in the next episode, we're going to go deeper into uh, three other categories of electric slidebacks. So uh, there's so much more to follow, but please honor yourself. Please know that your circumstance matters, your struggles matter, and that owning them and naming them can help you get through them. Um, it is so critical for your success and for the success of uh, those around you to manage your understanding of your uh, electric backslides. Yes, indeed. And another element uh, that is critical to your success is listening to this podcast. You did it. And you've done it. Thank you so much. Uh, we will continue this in the next episode. So uh, you uh, once again have that to look forward to. Uh, lucky you, you get to hear us talk again. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening to this one. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, you can find all of our other ones. We haven't archived any of them, haven't put them behind a paywall. Uh, they're all available uh, wherever you found this one, and um, you can uh, hear them all. Yeah, and you can also go to our website. If for some reason you can't find an episode or your uh, your podcast app isn't agreeing with you, all of them are archived on weonlylookthin.com. Yeah, we do have a search function on the website, too. If there's a particular issue that you're not sure if we talked about it or not, if you search for a couple of words in the search box, it'll it'll bring up all the episodes that in which we mentioned that. Yeah, like if you're like, did they talk about Dog the Boundary Hunter? You can type that in. And we did talk we about did, Dog the fact, Boundary Hunter. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> you know that old chestnut. Yeah. Um, but you can also, if you go to our website, weonlylookthin.com, click on Join Our support group and you can find out more about our online accountability group Walt Place. We only look thin place. It is a uh, online support community for women. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a safe space to talk about your issues and get support from other like-minded people in a safe non-judgmental environment. And you can reach out to us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at We Only Look Thin. And uh, we are also still looking for uh, your tips of the week. Tao! We're going to do an upcoming uh, tip of Palooza, and we've gotten uh, a lot so far. We would love to have yours if you could write into us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can also uh, give us your tips and suggestions about backsliding, or if you have episode ideas, topics that, that we haven't discussed, if you have questions, uh, we will eventually uh, answer, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and speaking of hearing from you, we have over 380 uh, five-star reviews on our Apple Podcast app. Yeah. And we love getting those stars. Uh, that is... Seems uh, like only yesterday it was 379. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you could take a moment to share our podcast, to rate and review, to give us some feedback, it means so much to us. Uh, it uh, really helps keep us going. We've been doing this for over two and a half years and uh, getting a little bit of feedback uh, and a few stars really helps other people find our podcast too. So we really appreciate it yes we do so if you're still not sure whether you're doing the electric backslide or the electric hustle just remember <laughs> that donald and i are an inspiration
The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.